With the first pick in the 2011 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Cam Newton, quarterback, Auburn. The Green Bay Packers select Aaron Rodgers, quarterback, California. Rodgers in trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Newton steps up, throws for the end zone. Olsen, touchdown. The Carolina Panthers are NFC champions. And Ron Rivera is going to the Super Bowl. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. What's good, podcast people? We are back with another episode of Lambo Leap into Carolinas, man. I'm your host, Devon, with my co-host, Dylan. Say what's up, Dylan. Man, you know, I want to say more than what's up. Okay. Yeah, say what you got to say, man. I, I want to say right here and right now, Packers are winning the Super Bowl. Mm, okay. okay. We're just too lethal, but, okay. you know. Uh, yeah, I want to say all that, but, you know. Hey, it's I will say team. I will say you've been on this train since the podcast has started. So I have I will give you that. Well, what, what train? What train? That y'all gonna win the Super Bowl? You know? Oh yeah, I, I've been on that train since two years ago before I even knew who was on this team. Mm, I like that. I like that confidence. I wish I could have the same confidence for my team, but we'll get into that. I mean, um, change yeah. a couple of things. You could have that confidence, uh, but well, it's more than a couple. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so first of all, how's your week, man? It's been a uh, well, week. We've been good. Uh, I got a lot of work done, you know, uh, me and my friends, you know, made a couple, you know, side friendly bets on the games and I clean sweeped them. So, you know, mm, okay. life, life is good. You know, I bought a Romeo Dobbs jersey mid game. Um, mm, that's a big money deal. I like that. Yeah, I like that. And eventually one day when we actually have our cameras on, I'll wear that one, you know. Mm. But uh, I mean, yeah, the week, week ain't been too bad. I'm, I'm looking forward to the games. Don't like that. Uh. Well, since this is a late podcast, we could talk about what we saw yesterday. So, no, my, my week has been absolutely an utter trash. Yeah, that uh, game, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I watched the game yesterday that, you know, made That's me want to never was. watch football again. That's what I that never, was? That was a game? I, it, it was something. <laughs> I, I honestly think we could get, like, like however many viewers we got and make a better football game. It don't even got to be tackled. We could have flag football. That It'd be more interesting than hey, that. I've seen some entertaining flag football games, man. Uh, a hundred times interesting than whatever was, game, whatever that was last night. I don't know that, if you call that football. I, I don't – I wouldn't want to call that football. Like, if I told somebody, like, imagine, right, you're like, yeah, brother or somebody coming over from Italy or whatever, and this mm. is the first game he sees. He don't know what really football is. He sees it, and boom. That's the game that he's going to remember. I would have turned that off after the first drive. <laughs> the Colts and the Broncos being your first game you ever seen is kind of wild. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's uh, that's mm, that's crazy. But um, I guess uh, if you want to hop into it, man, you know what I'm saying? The floor is uh, yours. Hey, the thing is, like, I, I'm going to sound very ignorant saying okay. this because people are going to think I'm very biased. Okay. But the way I'm looking at it is, we really might have some of the best players in the National Football League. Like, I think mm. Rashad Gary might be defensive player of the year. Okay. Quay Walker has a chance of rookie defensive player of the year. Romeo yeah. Dobbs has a chance for offensive rookie of the year. Okay. Like, I'm not going to say Aaron Rodgers has a chance for MVP. He has, he's won it back-to-back, and he's thrown, like, three picks already. So, eh. But anything can change with the nice GOAT Aaron Rodgers. But I just think our team – 
is so sound. And I like how we're figuring out the offense. And I remember at the beginning of the year, people were having our offensive core rated under than the Chicago Bears. Mm. Uh, how'd that work? How'd that work? I, I like I like our, our, our receiving core. And you see OBJ. You see him lurking around. Mm. You see him lurking around. So Okay, okay. He's still on that train. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I love OBJ. I think he's very good. Uh, there was a time when I didn't really know too much about him. I saw him get the catch, and I was like, oh, cool. He oh, He's just known for one catch. But he's really – He's really not like trash. Like he's actually pretty good. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, with Baker, he would run his own routes. Like he would like if he told him to run a drag, he run in a fade route. Mm. But you know, I I think with someone like Aaron Rodgers, that would work. Like just run out there and go get open. Mm. So okay, but e- easy week this week as well. Like uh, you know, we're gonna go show London what football is. Um, hey, they got a good game last week though. Ah, but here, here's the thing about all the London games. This is the first London game ever to have two winning records over there at the same time, like the play. Yeah. For like the last two years, however long they've been doing it, they've never had two winning teams play against each other over there. So, you know, we're going to gain a lot more fans. You know, uh, if you're an owner of the Packers, your draft stock is probably going to go up a little bit. I think each share is about 250 now. It'll probably be 500 by the end of the year. But, mm, you know, okay. we're, we're going to get an extra couple extra fans. Mm, okay, so you're saying that y'all going to go over there and dominate, and that's the reason the stock prices are going to go up. Oh, of course. You okay. know, I was arguing this the other day, and I, I wish sometimes I would be able to clip it, like, for the podcast to show. But, yeah, you know, dudes have been saying we've been struggling and we're not really blowing teams out. But if you look at the schedule, we got blown out week one, as we did last year, came back, blew the Bears out in a divisional game, mm-hmm. played the Buccaneers. Didn't really blow them out, but the game was pretty much dominated all the way to the end. Like we went up like 14 to three or something like that. And then they finally, you know, made a pity and they got the little pity. And then the Packers and Patriots, that game, you know, that game shouldn't have been in overtime. Romeo Dobbs caught the touchdown. And that 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 is what it is. He caught a touchdown, they called it back. They, they just hate him. Okay. So what we're gonna do to the Giants is nothing less than we did to the Bears. Mm, okay. We're gonna show why that three and one is invalid. Yeah, they definitely are the weaker of the uh, three and one teams. I would assume, but hey, but Saquon been looking good though, so yeah, that's I fine. Mean, he can look amazing until Quay Walker there. Mm, okay, okay, he can look amazing. Okay, okay. So just give me your thoughts about the game, though. I mean, how did you, you know, what you like, what you dislike? You know, what I'm saying. Uh, well, you talking about the uh, Patriots yeah, the game? The Patriots game, yeah. yeah. At, at the beginning, I loved how we started out early, and I'm not saying I'm not promoting injuring somebody. I like how quick we started out. We got the sacks, we got the pressure, and then sadly Hoyer went down. But I'm, in my head, as a football, I, I never a football fan. I don't want to see anybody hurt. But yeah. I mean, I love to see sacks. Pause. So when he got that, I was I was excited. I was like, okay, there we go. And then he walked off. I was like, uh oh. Now I don't know why. But whoever Zappy is, he came out. You know, he was having a time that's, in his that's, life. Double, that's, that's BZ right there. That's and, Bailey Zapp. And I'm gonna tell you like this: maybe it's under like a, I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb, but I think he played pretty damn good. Nah, he Just on the fact that he was good. at the Packers, mm-hmm. a loud, a loud stadium. Mm-hmm. You're going against Aaron Rodgers and a good Packers defense, mm-hmm. and they go out there and not throw any interceptions. I don't believe he fumbled. No, I he think fumbled. he went. Oh, you did? Yeah, uh, Rashawn got a sack fumble. Huh. 
wait, why does it not show that on the stats? Oh, well, 10 for 15, 99 yards and a touchdown. That's not, not bad. Yeah. I do think the play calls were very conservative for him because he's never played. Like, they didn't want to go – like, let him go out there and do what Kenny Pickett did. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still the, the third – the third yeah. string quarterback on the roster, like he <laughs> says, his first game. So, and Bill Belichick is not going to throw him out there to the woods. So, yeah. It, and if he would have got hurt, for all we know, Nelson Aguilar is going to be uh, behind the center. So, mm, yeah, that would have been would have been rough. But yeah, they were. I, I like the game. Uh, I, I just think sometimes we should start out on the offense a little bit earlier because the the way I look at it, I think we should start in the very beginning, just cram the ball down their throats and just run it just switch yeah. come out and I'm, i've been saying this since week one gun split close come out with both the running backs in the backfield like fake hand off the one give it to the other and then when you do that you can even add in a motion from christian watson and then they got that's three options mm. and then even then let's say you don't run any of them it's just a fake on all three options oh indeed romeo dobbs will be there lazard's gonna be somewhere in the open in the middle of the field so, I just think – and I know we'll get it done because of our coach and our OC, but I just think we need to be a little bit more sound on offense earlier on. And, like, in the middle of the game, we're perfect. But in the first and the fourth, we got to do better. Opening and closing the game, we got to do better. But the I think defense, uh, started for the most part, though, at least, at least establishing the run. I feel like yeah. that went away from that in the second quarter, and that's why your offense was kind of stagnating, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that that could be true, but I think what he was trying to do was, is at, at after halftime we were down three, it was ten to seven, so it was like we had to do something. And then we came out in the third quarter and we scored ten points. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like it when we throw the ball a little bit, and I wish we would run more, like you said. But at the same time, I love to see Lazard and Dobbs get those like looks because I want like. I want Dobbs to be great. He's good right now, but I want him to be great by the end of the year. I want him to get all the targets, all the looks. Because he started out the game, I was pissed. He mm. came out fumbled. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that was there, young buck? Uh, It was rough. And I was kind of feeling bad for him because I thought she was going to give him that Christian Watson treatment. No, no. You see what he did that game? Touchdown. He should have had two. Okay. But then they took it away. And we, that's a whole we, – I could have an hour-long podcast on why the hell that was a catch. Mm. I, don't, I don't want to waste too much time on that. But just know, anybody that watches football knows that's a catch. The camera showed two feet in. He's being tackled. He has the ball cupped on his arm. He hits the ground full control after like a second of laying on the ground with his knees down and his feet. Then the ball comes out. I mean, it's okay. They want they wanted Zappy to show off what he had, but he lost. So fuck him. <laughs> Get better, Zap. Yeah, no, why are you hitting on Bailey, man? Bailey did his thing for that being. No, he did. Game, I, I knew in overtime he had to be like crapping himself. Yeah, you have the Packers Stadium loud, they, like screaming, and he, you keep seeing him tap tap the helmet. Like he can't hear. He don't even know what they calling. They probably told him to throw it on that fourth down or whatever, or that third down. And he ran it. So, but I think. uh our offense needs improvement, but I think our defense is, like, really good. I like our defense a lot. Like, just the way everybody gets involved, like, Devondre Campbell, like, even Eric Stokes had five tackles that game. Like, I just love how everybody's involved. Yeah. Like, I we, like two weeks ago or a week ago, I was talking about how uh, Darnell Savage 
had had the most tackles on the team. I think he had like eight or nine. Mm. So I just love that our corners are getting involved, our linebackers, our rushers, like everybody's doing their thing. And that's what you love to see. No, your defense definitely, because it's like the first game in a while, really, I would say that I've really like kind of been in tune or like watched like specifically like a Packers game and like actually been focused up or whatever. And man, that defense is, at least that front seven, that front seven is really, really scary. That's the front. Ooh, you must not know nothing about that Jair. No, nah, I mean, obviously, obviously we know, like, we know what you're going to get out of those three. But, like, you know, I mean, you drafted D linemen, you drafted ends, you know, and linebackers. So, obviously, I'm going to see, you know, what the front seven looks like. And, you know, Rashad Gary, he, he's the one that been that that uh, stuck out to me, man. That man, that man is a dog, man. Every It's like every play he's in the backfield dang near so. He looked pretty good. We don't need a, a Zadarius Smith with back problems. We need a Rashawn Gary that's healthy. That's what we need. Yeah, I think that's only been the one thing that's that's hurt his career. Because if you if you watch him at college, people knew Rashawn was that guy. So yeah. it's just all about him staying on the field, and you know, yep. you get five sacks in what five games or whatever. So uh, five sacks in four games. Four games I think he leads games, the yeah. league. But the thing is, also, is like I see a lot of Zadarius Smith in him. Like that's why I really like him because I, I used yeah. to love Zadarius Smith until like he got hurt. I still loved him when he got hurt, but then when he left to get to the Vikings, it was kind of like a. But he wanted the money, so. But he just reminds me a lot of Zadarius Smith, but a lot stronger. Like he just mm-hmm. seems like he can use more muscle to get through. Like he can bull rush or he can finesse. So it's yeah. like I really like that, but and even even with that, there, there's still other people on the Packers that are getting back. They're like so, if, if they double team him. Devondre Campbell might be back there. Quay Walker, if they, they blitzing. Kenny Clark, that man Kenny Clark, been eating for a while. Dean Lowry. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Like Jerron Reed. Ooh, man. Mm-hmm. We, we yeah. got we got some dogs over here. We got some dogs. Definitely got to be more in tune with the Packers because like half of the people you just said, I have no idea who they are. Yeah, I like, think because uh, just last game, Sean Gary had two sacks. Dean Lowry had a uh, half uh, – uh, Jerron Reed had one, and Preston Smith had half. But we we get back there. We get a lot of pressure. That, that's what I like. That's why I've been trying to say, go to man. Like, I, I didn't like when we played zone. Yeah. Because go out and man, press off the line, put Rasul Douglas. Like, you could bring Amos down, put him in a man, and put Rasul Douglas in, like, a little curl, hook to curl, or some type of zone, mm-hmm. or a mid-read, whatever. And just send people and just let him and, like, people that want to be in zone be in zone, but then let Jair and Stoke get on those wide receiver ones and twos. Because whoever Jair's on, we know he's going to have a rough day. And even with Stokes, like, last year when he was playing in man, he, he gave a lot of people tough games. Terry McLaurin went down the first drive, got a touchdown, and then the rest of the game was silent. Mm. Jamar, rookie of the year, oh, he looking so talented. He ain't had the greatest game against him. When when Stokes is on him, he ain't had that great of a game. Don't get me wrong, Stokes didn't follow him either. So it could have been worse for Stokes if he did, maybe. But yeah. I just think come out and man more, switch it to zone later on. Just nice mix of things. And I think we'll, we'll be talking about this this defense in the playoffs and why we're going to win the Super Bowl against the Bills <laughs> or somebody. We'll, we'll be talking about it. Mm, okay, okay. Hey man, I just hopefully I don't face the 49ers. Y'all be straight. But the 40 
I, I think y'all are going to win. Hey, I might be the dumbest person in the world, but I think y'all will beat the 49ers this week. But I, I know what you're talking about. It's for you, whoa, by the way. <laughs> At first, I thought you were ta- I thought you were trying to like you know move to yours, like your no, segment no. with the 49ers this week. But I, I thought about it. I was like, that ain't that ain't what he meant. Screw you. You know that that that, that ain't nice. <laughs> My overall thought though of the game, even though I didn't get a chance to finish it. Um you guys look good. I mean, my only concern, and obviously I think it's anybody's concern, is the wide receivers because, like I said earlier, I feel like in that second half, like when y'all were throwing the ball, it just didn't. Y'all offense, in my opinion, wasn't as efficient as it was in the first quarter when, you know, yeah. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon were kind of doing their thing, thing on the ground. Underrated running back duo, by the way. They, they I don't no, know. No, that's just... not even under. If you are under, like, if you don't think that they're, like, a top duo in the league, you don't know football. Yeah, you have true, Aaron Jones. Both of them can receive and run, and both of them run in two different ways. Aaron Jones is going to go out there and move and get past some people. Right. AJ Dillon, his quads like tree trunks. He going through you. Thanks. So no, I, I definitely love it. look good. I don't know if it was more of this, you know, Patriots defense not being good against the run or what. Um, but them two, because I just. I'm vividly remembering that first quarter and even watching it now, like AJ or not AJ, but Aaron just having, you know, multiple just break off runs. And yeah. shout out to the O line, too. I mean, obviously, they hey, that, that bring those holes and stuff like that. So shout when out to we them. win the Super Bowl. I hope AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones go half and get them some Rolexes or some designer bags or something to, you know, show mm. their appreciation because them boys are nice. No, nah, they didn't. They're definitely doing their thing for sure. But, um, it's good. Who y'all play? Y'all play the Giants, right? Yeah, I think, we're, I think not we're anything gonna be close. That's, that's not gonna be take care game. of business with that one. And I'll try to get up early and watch that in full so I can have a better analysis of your game. It's just the thing is, is like, why can't and this is this is off topic, like by a mile, but at the beginning of the year, they need better people to schedule these games because I know how we, we were talking about last night when we were watching the game. It it just doesn't make sense that. The Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night games need to be, like, looked after more mm-hmm. and thought about more because those are those primetime games yeah. where, like, the people that aren't even the biggest fans of football are going to be watching those games. And, like, last night, that is a terrible game. And then next Thursday night, it's the Commanders and the uh, – who, who, who was it? And, uh, and the Bears. And who the who wants to watch that? I think uh, I'll give my my thoughts on this for a Thursday night game. Everybody like they for Thursday they give every team a Thursday night game. So I think we were gonna eventually get a bad you know Thursday night game. Um, but with like Monday with Monday nights and and Sunday nights, those are those are to be flexed. And to to the Broncos, not really to their defense, but you know to play devil's advocate for the Broncos' sake. Like I told you last night, yeah. I mean, going to the season, everybody and their mama thought they were going to be the best team in the AFC West. So, you know, nobody could have really projected them being this bad because Russell looks bad. Even, uh, even, hey. even last season, I don't think Russell looked this bad. Yeah, but the thing was, I liked, as an offense, as a whole, I liked Seattle's better mm-hmm. than uh, Denver's. And, and I was trying to tell people, like, they were so excited about uh, this old uh, Russell Wilson's going to like his old self. He's going to be, oh, this, that, the third, and all these things. And I don't think, like, anybody that thought Russell Wilson and the Broncos were going to lead 
that AFC West, I, I don't I don't get it. Like I didn't see what they saw. Like that is the toughest division of football. And then I, I could understand the Raiders, but I told people don't look through that. Like that's way too many targets. Way too many people gonna want the ball and not get the ball. Morale is probably gonna be a little low. And you see what they're doing. They started off zero and three. I think they're one and three now. Yeah. So, but Denver Broncos and the Raiders both upsetting. And I don't know. The Broncos defense is better than Seattle's, but eh. just team wise, Denver sucks. Damn, that. They talk. You talk about a coach that is horrible. You know that I saw a TikTok and this dude like during preseason. He was a. Uh, they were doing cahoots, like, <laughs> like to learn the plays. Oh, this man, man was doing, and he was having like joking, like cahoots and stuff like that. It was, it's horrible. Like I have to send you the TikTok because I was like, Jesus. I thought Matt was a bad coach, and Daniel Hackett is rough. Getting a bunch of grown men. That's job is to play football at the highest level, playing Kahoot to learn plays and like reward them if they know the plays is a crazy way to go about it, in my opinion. <laughs> there's ridiculous. a lot of other ways you could go, but you pick Kahoot. His I don't Bro. know if he has sons or daughters, but they had to suggest that. Bro, it's that's not even the worst thing. So apparently there was a fight that broke out in the, <laughs> in the middle of the camp. And uh Instead of, you know, keep in mind, these are grown men. He had them <laughs> hug it out to make up for the fight. Like, they hugged it out. <sighs> Daniel Hackett is a uh, joke of a coach. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm all for, like, if you have problems with somebody, like, settle it. But taking two – because let's just say they're O-linemen and D-linemen or whatever. Taking two grown men that are six, seven, three hundred and fifty pounds, hugging it out after they just got in a scuffle – is crazy to me. Like shake hands, and having you know, the like, whole dab team it up, watch like, it too. Like that's what I'm saying. Like just dab it, like yeah, my bad. I, I was, I'm just a little hot headed that day. My bad. And just dap it up and go on your way. Making them hug, like this is like, I don't even know like how to compare that. Like what is this? Like that's like some kindergarten stuff. Yeah, that's that. I saw that. I was my mind was completely blown. I just saw the uh, Romeo Dobbs catch. By the way. Uh, one that was called back. Yeah, that's a touchdown. Mm, that's tough, Dylan. I don't when, know it, when you watch when you watch the when you one. when you watch the replay and they show him. Look, see, I can see. I, gotta, I, I can really take you step version. by step. I gotta find the replay version. Two feet in, he's being tackled. The ball he has full control and it's under his forearm, like or it's right above his forearm. He yeah. hits the ground. His knees are on the ground. His feet are on the, his body's on the ground. He still has control. Hits the ground a little more, and the dude falls on top of his legs. And then, out of nowhere, the ball just squeezes out. After he's been on the ground, man, ain't nobody hearing it. That is a touchdown. There's not enough evidence to rule that not a catch. That's a catch. You go to the money. Go at, to least, at least with the Des Bryant. I, seen, uh, I love this podcast, by the way, uh, Packers podcast. I believe it's called Ike's Podcast or something like that. Mm, shout out to Ike's shot. Podcast, man. Wait, you watch them? No, I'm just saying shout out to him because, you know. Uh, but, yeah, you, you ain't had to steal my shine. Yeah, Ike Packers po- uh, podcast. And I seen a tweet. He was like, uh, th- that's the same thing with Des Bryant. As much as I love his podcast, that is not the same thing that happened to Des Bryant uh, a year or two ago. Or, no, more than two, a year or two. Like, uh, in the playoff game. I can't remember. How many years was that? Des Bryant was still in the league. So, that had to have been, what, 20 years? 20 years is crazy. 
No, that was like but, seven years ago or something like seven or eight years ago. That's what like that that wasn't a the catch then, right now. But this is a catch now. Let's Just watch that. That is a catch. And then look, Ooh. the legs. And then, then he had control of the ball. That's a touchdown. But you know, you got to control it to the ground though. He was. He was controlling the ground. How, how about he? What he got to do? Do three rolls? Nah, like, on, nah, nah. I don't know if but, I can give you that one, dude. No, no, because when, when refs, he hits the ground. When no. he hits the ground, the ball is coming out, man. I don't know if I can give you that. No, the ball. Yeah, after he hit the ground, he hit That's the ground with full control. control. He did. And did he? Did, bro, what was he supposed to do? You want him to roll with it? Like, come yeah, on, man. You got to do. If he did one no. roll, he'd have been chilling. And the ball didn't come out. Like, no, man. No, I'm not hearing that. Because the refs have been calling a bunch of like since they've incorporated this new rule, it is stupid. You're telling me that, that oh, I can run the ball in, and if the ball crosses the plane. And I like I'm ten or like two yards behind. My arm just stretches that far or whatever. It's a touchdown, but that right there isn't a touchdown. And then with the T Higgins catch two weeks ago in the end zone when he had both his toes down. Yeah, that was definitely in, a catch. I in a catch. Then they're talking about some. Oh, he didn't get two feet in. What you mean? What he got to do? Put his heels down too? Yeah. What, nah, what's the definition definitely. of a toe tap then? He definitely, uh, he definitely called that uh, one. I'll give you that one for sure. You said you're gonna give me the Romeo Dobson for sure too. Thank you. I, I, I know. I don't know. I don't know if I, I, I give well, you that one. I just, what I just, you mean? Oh, no. What I you just, mean? Oh no! If I can give you that one, that one, I'm looking at it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a touchdown. Touchdown. Uh, he got to finish through it, man. He got to. When do you see? It. When do you see Matt Lafleur challenge plays? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I would challenge it. It's definitely worth the challenge. Like, it's not worth a challenge because they should have called it a touchdown either way. Ooh, ooh. I mean, I see your point. I could just, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But overall, though, y'all, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all still won, so it's all good. Yeah, but I, I was just – I never thought that we were going to lose. Yeah. But I did get nervous when it went into overtime. I was like, man, what if, like, what if we tie? Like, what, 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 what would I say? Like, mm. that, that would look so bad if we just tied with a third string. Don't get me wrong. They cheated us out of seven points, but still. It, mm. eh. But enough with the Packers. I, I want to talk to you about, you know, since you want to make jokes about the 49ers beating us and we can't beat them. Well, what, y- what are y'all going to do against All the 49ers right, this week? You're going to lose. What, what, what is there, what, what is there to think, talk about? Wait, you don't think you're gonna like at least put up a fight or win? I think I no. honestly think y'all could win. No, we cannot win. Um, I think before we get into that, mm-hmm. let me go ahead. Let me just talk about the game last week. You know, mm-hmm. uh, let's go ahead and get that up. Trash. Out uh, so you know, another day, another another, another day of being a Panthers fan. Another day of being a frustrated Panthers fan, man. I just I don't even know where to start, man. I I don't. I have no idea where to start. I just feel like one, let me just say this, right? Because, you know, if anybody's wondering why I'm so frustrated, you know, as a as a Panthers fan, um, or just in general, I just feel like it why this year sucks so much for me, Dylan, mm-hmm. is because I feel like this is the one, this is the most talented team we've had in years. Yes. Um, I can agree with that. And you know, with, with talent, you know, you see rosters that comes with, you know, expectations. So, yeah, did we have a little bit of expectations? Yes. But it's the it's the way that we're playing with all this talent on the field. And it's just like, bro, 
we look we look like we look like we're the Texans. We look like we're the worst team in the NFL, but with the talent that we should be a team that should be competing for the playoffs. Um, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you why we suck. So, like a you know, you shout out podcast. I've shouted them out before. Again, if you're a Panthers fan, listen to the Roar podcast with my boy John Ellis. Man, he watches film. He's been watching the Panthers since they've been an organization. So yep. he knows what he's talking about when it comes to Carolina Panthers. And, um, you know, he dropped the podcast and really had some good gems. It was like an hour and a half long or whatever. Listen to the whole thing twice. That's how much I enjoyed the podcast. Um, but, yeah. And mainly, one, yes, is the quarterback is the quarterback a problem? I agree. This is the worst Baker Mayfield has looked in his career. Uh, we talked about it last week. He he is an issue, but I feel like there's one person that nobody that I haven't seen just, you know, in the media, just maybe a little bit in the media or just like other Panthers fans or like casual football fans. And that's Ben McAdoo. Our, his Ben McAdoo's coaching style and his system is horrendous. Let, let's just talk about the first thing. The first thing, his his offense, it's so predictable. I have let me let me see a stat. Let me let me see. My boy, shout out to my boy John Ellis, man. Cause like I say, he gets he gets me right. We I think we put out, we are the second most like percentage-wise in the league, having the same personnel on the field at once. We don't switch up our personnel. We want 12 personnel, which 12 is is two tight ends. And I think there's a tight end, two receivers, and a running back. That's 12 personnel. That's the only that's the majority of the personnel that we run is 12 personnel. Not only, not only. Is that the only uh, personnel that we run? Baker Mayfield. Let me ask you a question, Dylan. Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen Baker Mayfield under center since he's been in Carolina? Let me be honest with you. Be honest. And, I, and I'm not, and I'm not even to joke with you because I've only watched a couple games. I haven't watched every single game through, but the clips in the games I have watched, I don't think I've seen him under center. He's under, he's gun majority of the plays. He's undergone. So people wonder, man, it's got to be Baker's height why the ball gets batted now so much, right? I'm going to give you a stat. I'm going to tell you why that isn't the case. So Baker's first year in the league, he threw, he had 400, or no, his second year in the league because they weren't, they uh, pro football focus or pro football reference didn't have this as a stat. They weren't counting this as a stat in 2018. So they don't have a stat for 2018. But his second year in the league, he had 534 pass attempts and he had 20 tip balls which is 3.75, uh, 3.75% tip. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to stroke trying to say that. <laughs> In his second year, um, 486 attempts, and eight of them were tipped, which is 1.65%. His third year after that, he had 418 pass attempts and only 11, 11 tipped. This year, he has 117 pass attempts, and 12 of them have been tipped. Keep in yeah. mind, last year, he had 11 the entire year. This year, he has 12 of them with 10.26% tip. That means one after every 10 balls, it's getting tipped. Now, you wonder, why is that? I mean, he hasn't grown between that time. He's been the same height relatively throughout his career. So it couldn't have been a height thing. Our offensive line, I'll just give you some stats here. Our offensive line has been one of the better offensive lines in the league. Our pass block win percentage compared to last year was 29th. Do you know what it is this year? Ninth. It's 12th. Oh, okay. Our, one, our run block win percentage is six. 
So it's not an offensive line issue. So if it's not an offensive line issue and Baker hasn't grown, what's the problem? Ah, there's only one variable in this situation. Ben McAdoo. You having these same, these concepts, these easy concepts, these predictable concepts that these defenses are easy to read. You get Baker, he's going to be in the gun. You know Baker's going to be in shotgun. He's going to take one hitch, a one-step drop, and then boom, it's a quick it's a quick out route. If I'm a defense, if I'm a defender, because at the end of the day, hey, hey, uh, Coach Rule, Ben McAdoo, those guys get paid too. So I'm going to go in the film room and be like, well, Baker Mayfield's going to be the gun. He's going to do this. You know what is what they want. Hey, as soon as you see him do this, you you see his eyes. You see him. You know his shoulders about to just jump up and, and tip the ball. It's predictable. It's easy. So it's frustrating because one, everybody and their mama is talking about oh Baker Mayfield is bad and Baker Mayfield this this that and the third. And keep in mind, I'm not excusing Baker Mayfield. He he has to perform better. There was multiple times in that game alone where he's. He has a clean pocket and he's out throwing or he's under throwing receivers. I'll give you a prime example, the Robbie Anderson play. That was a, that, that should have been an easy connection. And he, Robbie Anderson should be going up the field for another 10 to 15 yards. Right. But there's other plays where, you know, they're doing these quick out routes. That's easily, easily readable by these other defensive coaches because uh, Van Joseph is not an idiot. He's a great defensive mind. He knows what he's doing. So, He's gonna put he's gonna put the right person now. He's gonna put the right players out there. Not only do you have Van Joseph, you have JJ Watt, who makes a living off of batting balls. That's what he does. I don't have the stats in front of me, but if you go look it up and JJ Watt batted balls, here I'll do it for you. JJ Watt and batted balls, you can see that's that's something he's been doing his entire career. Yeah, so that's not that's not anything new. So now, so you add that on top of our easy offensive scheme, you're gonna have a nightmare. Now, I wouldn't say the whole thing was bad because our first half, for the most part, looked decent. Ben McAdoo was having some good play calls. There was some, you know, orbit motion. There was some uniqueness to it, but it still wasn't enough. At the end of the day, halftime it was 10-3. and it should have been. It should have been honestly. It should have been like twenty-one to three or something like that. There was too many drives that we should have finished the fumble from Rashad Higgins. And I'm not going to completely put that on him because I'll get into that situation in a second, but um, he hasn't played that much or at all, actually. So this is his first play in the game. We're doing some ticky tacky type play Mm -hmm. and um, the ball gets fumbled because, you know, he hasn't been, you know, out there that much. Yeah. So it's, it's annoying because our defense, again, is playing well. Shout out to Frankie Louvu. You know, he's doing his thing. J.C. Horn locking it down, everything. Um, you know, people that were, were saying or wondering, you know, if J.C. Horn it was a fluke or whatever. I got some stats for you, too. Those guys out there that are wondering it's a fluke. He's had 10 games or games allowed less than 10 yards. He's had four. You know I me, mean? 40 yard, over 40 yard games he's allowed so far. Zero. J.C. Horn is like that. And he's going to prove it the rest of the year. But I digress. Um, our front seven is looking good. Obviously, we still need a, a middle linebacker. But for the most part, Derrick Brown is doing, you know, top 10 draft pick things. Um, Brian Burns, you know we're going to get out of him. Um, I just talked about Franklin. Yeah, he about to get out of his contract, too. Uh, we, we'll talk. I guess we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> that at a later time. Um, but, yeah, so Brian Burns is doing his thing. 
Uh, Shaq Thompson, you know where you're going to get out of him. Uh, I saw a stat somewhere that Xavier Woods, I think, uh, I think Pro Football Focus had uh, Xavier Woods and Jeremy Chin is like some of the highest rated uh, safeties this year. So, yeah. you, I mean, our defense is good. Shout out to Phil Snow. You know, he's he's doing his thing. But offense, it's it's embarrassing. It's 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 so annoying to watch because you have these playmakers and you're not using them. So, you know, people might ask me, well, Devon, if if you, you're telling me the problem, how do you fix this? Easy. I said it last week. Christian McCaffrey is our best wide receiver on the team. Use him as a wide receiver. He is his. His dad is one of the better wide receivers in NFL history. There's a reason why he's a great route runner and has great hands. Look at who his dad was. So use him in the slot. Use him out of the backfield. Use him, put him, you know, put him in, you know, X or, you know, Y or whatever. And then put, you know, you got this guy from Tennessee named Deontay Foreman. How about you have him run up the middle? How about you do that? How about you go under center? Do a little bit of play action. How about a little something like that? Hey, you know, this guy named Robbie Anderson, he was a thousand yard receiver his first year here. You know how he got that? Tunnel screens. You know, so use that. Get the ball. We have a team full of playmakers. DJ Moore, get the ball in his hands. How about you line him up in the backfield with Christian McCaffrey? There's other ways to get these dudes involved. And don't even get me started about how we haven't even played Terrence Marshall yet, a guy that you spent a second round pick on two years ago that's barely even seen the field as he's since he's been here. How about you use him a little bit more? Like it's ridiculous. Our offense is embarrassing to watch. It's it's so it's so annoying and it's so frustrating. I haven't been this frustrated as a Panthers fan in my life because I see the talent. I see what Cam Newton did with Philly Brown and Devin Funches and Ted Ginn and took him to a Super Bowl. But you're telling me we can't we can't beat the Giants with Daniel Jones and, and we can't beat the Browns with Jacoby Brissett with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey with our offensive line playing above average. Some of the best offensive line played since we had Jake DeLone. Since we had Jordan Gross, yes, I'm including those those Cam Newton years. Because if you go watch them Cam Newton years, you will see his offensive line was horrendous. We had Amani Saratolu. I, I bet y'all half of these people that are listening to it don't even know who that is. That's my point. We had a wash. <laughs> That's crazy. We had a washed up Matt Corral, or not Matt Corral, but uh, Matt uh, Matt Khalil. Um, playing left tackle, and then we had the blind side playing left tackle. We hadn't had a true left tackle since Jordan Gross. Icky has b- done nothing but improve since his first game. Now this week will be a good test against Nick Bosa and that offense or that defensive front. So we'll see how much he's improved since week one. But he's improved. So we have a cohesive offensive line, and we have some star receivers out there. I'm not saying they're the Devontae Adams, the Cooper Cups, the Stephon Diggs, the Jamar Chases of the world. But if you get the ball in their hands and you let them make plays, they're going to make plays. If you go back to 2017, when we had uh, Mike Shula as an offensive coordinator, we had Jonathan Stewart, we had Cam Newton, and we had Christian McCaffrey. You see how they use Christian McCaffrey outside the backfield as a receiver because that's what he's good at. You saw that play towards the end of the game when Baker Mayfield threw a dime up the seam. You know, it was four verts, but it is what it is. You know, they were playing soft coverage because the game was over, but that's besides the point. You see what kind of plays he can make. Use him like that. You, You literally went out your way to get Deontay Foreman. 
Why, why would you not, why would you not use him up the middle instead of using Christian McCaffrey like he's Derrick Henry up the middle 16,000 <laughs> times up every game? How about and you go why, the that's outside? That's why he gets injured. That's why exactly. he gets injured. Go outside. You got Deontay Foreman for a reason. Go look at that Tennessee film from last year when Derrick Henry got out. He can make those plays up the middle. Use Christian McCaffrey on the outside. Let him use his skills. Give DJ Moore the ball. Get him out the, de- the backfield. I've said it for years. How I'm not saying he is Debo Samuel, but I'm saying he can have the same impact for the Panthers if we used him like Debo Samuel. Get the ball in his hands. I vividly remember plays in 2018 where he was bouncing off tacklers, running off the field. He is, I, I truly believe, he's one of the better run after catches receivers in the league. He is up there with the Debo Samuels in the world, but people won't say that because we don't put him in that position. He's not this Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro that has his great route running that's going to get separation every time he's up there. He's not that kind of guy. We don't have that kind of guy on that team. Terrence Marshall could be. He's had some good route running in him, but I don't see him enough to be able to give you that, to be able to tell you he is. So Ben McAdoo, I'm looking at you, man. I'm looking at you because people keep talking about Baker Mayfield and it's only so much that a a quarterback can do because at the end of the day, if you don't have good coaching, it doesn't matter who is in that backfield. You're going to be a bad organization. Now, unless you get a generational guy, that would only take you so far. Cam Newton, yes. I, I, in my opinion, he's a generational talent. He got us to a Super Bowl, but at the end of the day, he had decent coordinators and Mike Shula and um, I forgot the other, other buddy's name. And um, he had decent coordinators, but bro, it, Ben is not, he's not cutting it, bro. And if I don't see any improvements, I'm not saying you're going to have to overhaul the whole, the whole offense, because at the end of the day, they already had their training camp. They had already had their OTAs. So you're not going to do that, but mix it up. Stop giving me the same personnel every single play. Stop, stop putting Ian Thomas out there to block every single play. Give I know I know Steven Sullivan's out for this game, so obviously he's not going to play. But let, let Ian Thomas be a receiver. Let him do some plays. Let Terrence Marshall play. Now, finally, he's going to be activated because Chenault got injured. That's the only reason. But Shai Smith shouldn't be out there. Bro, drop, drop, he was dropping the ball like, like he was getting paid to drop it. He shouldn't be out there making plays. Go find another punt <laughs> returner until Andre Roberts get, get back. But I, I'm sick of this, man. I'm I'm annoyed. You can obviously tell I'm frustrated because I'm sick of tired of watching this team with all this talent on the field, and we're wasting it. We're pissing it away because my offensive coordinator is coaching like he's playing in the 80s. I'm, I can't take it anymore. I'm frustrated. So do I think we're going to beat the 49ers? I'm going to be honest with you. No, because they have a good defense over there. And if if I, if I don't see anything from my offensive coordinator scheming up some things for Christian McCaffrey, for DJ Moore, I have nothing to believe. There's no reason for me to go into this game and think, man, yeah, Ben McAdoo is definitely going to look like Andy Reid, or he's definitely going to look like, uh, I can't even, who's y'all, who's y'all uh, head coach name? Matt, Matt LaFleur. He's definitely going to be like Matt LaFleur. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's, he's just going to have me scheming up, bro. He's going to have this motion, have so much creativity. No, bro, what what, what has he shown for me to believe that? So I, I'm sorry that I've been frustrated, and, you know, y'all probably had to turn the volume down, but I've been I've been sitting on this for the past seven days almost, and I, I can't take it. So I'm on the train. Look, if we I, obviously at the end of the day, 
I went into the season, I want us to be competing for the playoffs. And at the end of the day, that's still the goal. I still want to, if we get in the playoffs or at least competing at the end of the year, I would love that. If we, if we turn this around like it was 2013 and we went on a 9-10 game win streak, I would have no problem with that. But at the end of the day, I'm on the CJ Stroud Bryce hype train. But it's not <laughs> gonna matter. It's not gonna matter if Ben McAdoo and, and, and Matt Rule are my coaches. I don't care. We talked about it last week. I don't care if you put Lamar back there. I don't care if you put Patrick Mahomes back there. You need good coaching to win in the National Football League. You need co- good coaching to win in any professional sport. It's not gonna matter what superstars you have on your team. If you if you think if you think coaching doesn't matter. Or if you, I was about to use the Lakers as an example, but that team was was bad from the jump. No, nobody should have. They shouldn't have gotten Russell Westbrook. But that's a different story for a different day. But at the end of the day, you need good coaching to be able to win in this league. At least win consistently. You, if you get seventeen points on us, you we lose in the game, Dylan. We're one in twenty six when a team scores more than seventeen. We're one in twenty six. That that doesn't even that that my, that blows my mind that. That a team, if they score at least 17 points, we're we're pretty much, yep, it's game over. Like that's that's coaching. Losing all these close close games like last year, that's coaching. That's that's a problem that needs to be fixed. So again, Ben, I'm looking at you, Ben McAdoo. Get this shit together. Get this. I need you to get this offense right. Put the playmakers in position so they can make plays. I'm not saying you have to overhaul the offense, but Stop using the same personnel every down. Put Baker Mayfield in a play action under center sometimes. Stop having him in the gun 24-7 so it's easy for his balls to get batted down. Maybe have him outside the pocket. Maybe do a little bootleg. I don't know. Like, it, it's ridiculous. So if you if you don't show me anything this week, I have no reason to believe you're going to be competent enough for us to get into the playoffs. Simple as that. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. All right. This is completely off topic, not really because it's about coaches. I can't remember if I told you or if it was on the podcast a week or two ago, but I told people Matt LaFleur will be one of the greatest coaches of all times, and dudes were saying, oh, but look at who he has, Aaron Rodgers, da-da-da-da-da. That's fine. But a thing that they popped up on our game, I don't know if you saw it because it was like – Winning percentage? Yes. Yeah. At all time minimum fifty games. Mm-hmm. Matt Lafleur has a higher win percentage than Guy Chan, uh, Guy Chamberlain, mm-hmm. John Madden, and Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. He has the highest of all people that have minimum fifty games. Yep. Matt Lafleur, as much as you want to say he has Aaron Rodgers and all these other things, the way that man coaches and the way he brings people around him, like the OC, the DC, and just linebacker coaches and whoever else, the way he just organizes it and manages it is amazing. Yep. He does he he deserves his cred. So I like agree 100 He is a great coach. He might have made a wrong call last year when we were in the playoff or the year before we played the Buccaneers, but you know I mean he's that's, here now and he's that, doing his thing. That's gonna happen. I mean every coach has their mistakes. They make off calls and stuff like that. But at the end of the day I don't care who your quarterback is, you know, having that high of a winning percentage, obviously that helps having Aaron Rodgers. I'm not stupid, but at the end of the day, right. you need good coaching to win football games. And he's a good exactly. coach. So, you know, uh, overall, I'm not, I don't want to repeat myself, but I've already said what I have to say about the whole coaching situation. You know, 
good coaches put their playmakers in good positions to make plays. Like I've said before, you watch offenses like the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the, the Packers. Just watch any team that has a good offense, and you will see what what they do. You will see, you know, the 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 type of plays they call to put their playmakers in positions to win to win games. And, and that's another thing, going back to the Packers offense that I love is the Christian Watson, like using him as like a like I hate saying it like this because people are gonna be like, what the like you what? But using him as a Debo or a person like that that can run out the backfield like jet sweeps and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I, I like that and I think that's gonna help him because I think he knows it and I think Romeo Dobbs knows it that you know. He is going to be – Romeo Dobbs is probably the better receiver as of right now. Not saying that Watson's ceiling isn't higher, but as of right now, off gates, it seems like Romeo Dobbs is the better and most trustworthy receiver for Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. him slowly and building up a role, whether it's jet sweeps and you know maybe some slants or screens or whatever, is going to help him. And I think that's the role he needs to take now is be that type of guy. Like, I'm not going to go down the field 80 yards and catch the ball because, you know, I can't catch a ball. So, you know, just give me little jet sweeps and little touch passes, thingies of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I, I like what they're, using, they're doing with him. I'm glad he finally got his touchdown. I'm, he got to do the Lombardi leap. So hopefully now, you know, that kicks in his head, stop dropping balls. And maybe, I told you, I've been gnawing away at this, uh, the little rope. But he can still bring me back. Mm. It, it, it's not too it's never too late unless I like I cut the rope. So like he still has a chance. Not that he cares what I think, but I, I just I just want the Packers to win a Super Bowl before Aaron Rodgers retires. And I think that'll be this year. Mm. I mean, y'all have a good team, man. Like I said before. Uh obviously, you know, your offense, I think obviously I think your offense can be better. Again, at the end of the day, y'all have, you know, three new wide receivers pretty much. And you know, you, you lose one of the better wide receivers in the league. It's going to take time, you know, especially when two of those wide receivers are rookies to get right. But wait, wait, you know, they're improving. Right, you know, one of the on. best wide receivers in the league. Could we lose? One of the best wide receivers, one and three, right now. All right, bro. I really, I hear. Is he really? Devontae is Adams he, is still. That is team. he really one of the best? I thought well, one of got, the best means he's open every play. But you're you got one Derek Carr throwing to you. You know what I'm saying? That's now, not, hey, I try. Hey, if he would have called me, I would have told him that. Mm. This ain't college no more. This big boy ball. Derek mm. Carr ain't that guy no more. In college, he was that guy. But here, he is not him. Are you beating on something in the background? My bad. Uh, I was saying, I didn't want it to like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wait, wait. Is it still going? No, you good. You good. Now. Oh, okay. No, I had a, uh, I bought a Packers golf head cover for my putter. Uh-oh. I bought. I had a bunch of fan cash from all the jerseys I bought, and I bought the Romeo Dobbs, and I had a bunch of fan cash. So I bought a Packers head, a golf head cover. So I was fucking with that. But we we will see. I, I think definitely if the Panthers don't beat the 49ers, tank, 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 tank. I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, and get a good pick because. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with y'all. Y'all have so much potential. And I was telling people at the beginning of the year, like, y'all are that team. Y'all are that team. Y'all, or y'all could be that team. Like, I, I agree. I mean, you look at this paper or you look at this roster on paper, paper, you're like, you're like, this is at least bare minimum. They're a team that's competing for the playoffs by the end of the year. 
They might make the playoffs, but at least they're, they're competing. But again, you, you, this is why I say coaching is as big and as crucial as it is, because if you don't have good coaching and not putting people in the right position to make plays at the end of the day, yes, it's on the players to make the plays, but it's your job to put people in the, in the right places, you know, to be able to make the plays. I talk about it with, we were talking about it last night, you know, with my old, excuse me, with my old high school and our sophomore year, our defense I felt like would could have been one of the better defenses in our region. And we had some good offensive players too, as well, but we ended up winning, I think like one game that year. And you look at the, uh, you look at the the team now in the school. Now they're, they've won five games. And I feel like one of the nice. bigger reasons for that is because they, because of coaching, it's all, it's coaching. And that's, that's a big thing. And I feel like it's not talked about and why it's so crucial in sports is because if you don't have a good coach, it doesn't matter how much talent you have on that team. Yep. It's not going to matter. You look at, I talked about this the other, uh, the other week, you look at the 2011 Eagles team, people called it the quote unquote dream team. And yes, on paper, it should have been, you got people but, that were in their prime. You got Mike Vick, Shady McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, um, Nandi Absomwa, uh, I forgot who else they had. They had another corner, but it, they had Jason Babin. They had a lot of talent on that team. The team won like two games that year. Um, <laughs> that and that ended up comes in. It was other things that factored into it, but coaching was one of the big reasons of that, why that team struggled. And uh, you look at this Panthers team that you're like, you know, you see that and it's talented. You see there's talent all over the field. They've only won one game that, that yeah. you should wonder, okay, yeah, Baker Mayfield is playing bad. But, you know, it, it it takes a lot for, you know, a quarterback to, ha- to have a 15 QBR. Like, I'm sorry, but even Nathan Peterman didn't have a 15 QBR. And he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Maybe you should, you should think to yourself, maybe it's not just all on Baker Mayfield. Again, I'm not excusing him because he has been playing bad. But you have to put Baker in the right position to make plays. That's what the great coaches do. But the thing is that confuses me is like, how can you look at things like this and not realize like the last three quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Sam Darnold and uh, Baker, all three have had terrible QBRs mm-hmm. and uh, all three of them, no, you're wrong. Besides Sam Darnold, who's, who's crap, but Teddy Bridgewater isn't bad. He's a, I mean, he's average. He's a, he's a mm-hmm. great backup. Then mm-hmm. I think Baker is way better than average, but he's just not playing it right now. But I just think you got to look at like, why? Why is this? Mm-hmm. Like, like, what's going on? Amen. Something ain't right. Exactly, hundred percent. And it can't be all three of them because exactly. well, what's going to happen is is y'all going to get rid of Baker and you're going to pick up Bryce Young or Shroud or whoever. Yep, and be in the same position. And, and they're going to look just as bad. And be like, in the same position. Exactly. I don't care who we pick up as our quarterback. If those, if Ben McAdoo and, and Matt Rule, especially if we're in a position to be a top three draft pick is still are still our coaches then it's not going to matter who we pick up as our quarterback unless that change unless we change that area of the team it's not going to matter and that's just the conclusion i've came down to really since these last seven days because i've you know again i'm not excusing baker but there is no reason for him to be playing this bad and again like i said before people are not talking about it enough and hopefully somebody will bring attention to it that Ben McAdoo 
is a bad OC and he's he's the one of the main reasons why we're a bad football team. Luckily, we have a top 10 defense in the league. Um, and you know, they bail us out like they did in the first half of the Cardinals game and like they did in the Saints game. But at the end of the day, it's gonna be like last year. They're gonna be in, they're gonna be too tired and they're not gonna be able to keep bailing us out. So um I'm not gonna be able to keep bailing us out. So at the end of the day, we gotta we have to expect our defense to step up. Or not our defense, but our offense to, to step up. And it starts with Ben McAdoo. So yeah. I, I, I really think, and I still like I'm not written off about the Panthers as, as quick as I am to jump off like the, the train or whatever. It's just they, they're a good team. They have a huh? I take it out. Sorry about that. My mom called. No, no, you're fine. All right, go ahead. Uh, like as quick as I am to jump off like the ship or the train or whatever, like the Panthers team on paper looks so good. The defense is so young. They have so much potential. The offense, DJ Moore, uh, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, even with a backup with Chuba Hubbard. It's like in yeah. a good old line. Like I, I like Chuba. Chuba, like Chuba, Chuba fumbles too much and he, and he tackles himself too much for I, me. Hey, you can. It's cool. Everybody gets tackled by themselves every now and then. You know like, what I mean? You you fumble every time you touch the ball. Like that's a problem. Like he was on kickoff. Melvin Gordon. Hey, yeah, exactly. Um, he is Chuba's, starter. <laughs> Chuba's good, but he's definitely the he is, he's best. a starter. He's the, he's the third best court running back on that team. He's definitely just the RB three. Now, I think he has the potential to be a good backup to Christian McCaffrey, but he has to stop. You got, he has to stop tackling himself and he has to stop putting the ball on the ground. He fixes those issues. You, I just think get yeah, a good get coach. That. Just get a coach. Get a no, coach. No, I agree 100%. I, that, yeah, but by any means necessary, you know what I'm saying? But that's the first thing that needs to be addressed is, is getting a good head coach because, I mean, like we've been a dead horse at this point, but. Um, no, we're not. The horse, the horse is still alive. <laughs> no offense. In the FBI, if you're watching, I don't mean this in any terrible way. But the horse, Matt Rule, is still alive. We gotta, we gotta get that career out in Carolina dead. We gotta get it out. Get him out. No harm to him, just his career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Panthers. it's it's ridiculous. I don't think any. I don't. I think any other organization. Matt Rule would have been packed up, especially if you look yes. at that. Yes. If you look at a stat that uh, his his record whenever a team scores seventeen points, and I want I want people to understand this that seventeen in the National Football League is not that hard to get. No, you can get seventeen points easily. That's literally two touchdowns and a field goal. That you can do that easily in a game. No. So your record being one twenty six um, in games that a team has scored seventeen points is kind of is kind of embarrassing. And it means you have you have no no it's it's really comes down to coaching because you're not winning close games you're not you know what I'm saying you're not putting your team in positions to win those games when when a team scores 17 points because like you said the defense is not going to bail you out every time and scoring 17 in the National Football League should not require does that mean our defense is playing bad again these guys get paid too so it's, it's not hard to score 17 points in the in in the league the this league is so offensive heavy it's so it's so based around having for the offenses i don't know what the word i'm looking for but it's it's good for offenses now so it's easy to score 17 points 
I just looked it up. The week four, every game had a team that scored over 17 points. Exactly. There was not a game exactly. where one team did not score over 17. And exactly. a lot of those games had more. Like the, like the Chiefs had 41. The Bucks had 31. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks. The Seahawks had 48. Mm-hmm. The Jets had 24. Exactly. Like, what, like what is going on? That, and that, that's what I'm saying. So it's easy. It's the easy Texans. Had 24. That's my you're you're proving my point. That's what I'm saying. Falcons 23. That's what I'm saying. The Bears 12. The Bears 12. You know, they have their own problems. But um, (laughs) yeah. They got more than just coaching. But that's that's my point overall. That it's it's easy for teams nowadays in this offense-based, you know, NFL. Um that it's easy for teams to to score 17 points. And at the end of the day, it comes down to coaching, and that needs to be solved. Um, so until that gets solved, I don't see us winning more games, um, until, unless, like I said, unless Ben McAdoo just changes his whole offense, what I don't see that happening, but he can still change it enough to not let defenses just read them like a book. It's easy. It's very generic. It's very basic. There's no spazazz. There's no nuance. There's no creativity. So it's just sit back, pin your ears back. He's going to be in the gun. It's easy to bat its ball down. You know when he's going to throw. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. So unless that gets changed, I don't see how we beat San Francisco. I don't see how we beat the Bucks. or excuse me, I don't see how we beat the Rams next week. I don't see how we beat the Bucks. Like, I don't see how we beat any of those three teams, including the 49ers, if, I, if that offense doesn't change. Simple as that. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. But on the bright side, right? I know you already switched your basketball team. No, There's not... always applications to no. come to the Packers. It, it's okay. No, the Packers and Panthers are very close. P A P A. You get what I'm saying? Once P A C, once P A N. We're not that far <laughs> off. As much as this team makes me want to jump off a bridge every week, um, nah, I have too much. I'm too emotionally invested in this team to ever switch up. The reason I switched my basketball team because I never had a basketball team in the beginning. So it's hard for me to be emotionally attached to a team that I haven't really, you know, yeah, put time and effort into. But I'm never – I would never – this team could go 0-17 eight years in a row and I still wouldn't – I would still be a fan. No, you know, I, I, I like that about you. You're a dumbass. You, you, you let you let my team do that. I'm going to the headquarters. We going we gonna to figure this out. Now, don't get me wrong. I might, I might be on watch if we go 0-17 eight years in a row, but I would still be a fan of the team. After that second year of not winning a game, <laughs> even the first year, I might be at the headquarters knocking. Hello, like knock, knock. Like what, what's going on? So let's let's solve this. If you need a, if you need an extra mind, I got you. I'm not the smartest, but I'm not the dumbest. I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> no, but hey, man. Overall, I'm excited because, you know, I will be going to the game, like I said in the podcast before, so it's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy it this time because, you know, I have some people that I can enjoy it with. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be a good good time, and either regardless of the win or loss, but mainly I'm just looking forward to is just hopefully I can see something out of Ben McAdoo that gives me some hope that uh, we, we might actually be a decent NFL team this year. So – on the end of note, when you go to a sports game, let's just say football for this case, 
what's your go-to like what's your go-to food when you get there i, I know like the chicken tenders are 30 dollars. the hot dogs 50 you know whatever. what's crazy i don't but even what is be, your... i don't just for that reason alone i don't even be buying food at events like that really i, nah, I see, promise i don't I, I i fall into that trap no. I'm, I'm hungry regard even if i eat there when i once i'm watching the game i want like i yeah. want something around me so i can eat like pretzels that they're, yeah. they're the pretzels are cheap nice little warm soft pretzel perfect hot dog perfect now the pizza it's hit or miss depending on where you go that is true, that and, is true. but it's also there there it's probably going to be like a hundred dollars for a slice just because they're probably not selling that many tickets because the team is so ass I mean, like us. I mean, the Cardinals game last week was was sixteen apiece. So, you know, wait, what was know. six? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the tickets, tickets. six, yeah, sixteen. So, six, you 16 know what's out. crazy? I, I guarantee you. I promise you, the pizza, uh, a full pizza there, costs more than a damn ticket. <laughs> it probably did. And, and that that is terrible. <laughs> I, I don't. I know, like, because our podcast is very small at the moment, but one day it will be big. And I'm gonna continue to say this: whoever at the Panthers HQ. Is the charge of the pricing for the, the food? Fuck you. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, when you go there, please just go look and tell me how much a pizza is. Because there's no reason the pizza is going to cost more to eat there to survive and eat than it is to go watch the game. There's no <laughs> way. Yeah, they had that. Yeah, if I would have went there and the pizzas was more, you know, ticket prices, I'd be like, yo, y'all gonna have to give me half off. Because the thing is, too, like they they overpriced the beers, they overpriced just drinks in general. I remember I went to the uh, ECU game at uh, last year. ECU game. Uh, who did they play? Who did they play? Ah, who did they play? It was the same time that UNC played Wake Forest. It was that same week, uh... and. You said who played Wake Forest? UNC played Wake Forest. I believe it was last year. Oh, and it was like year. yeah, last year it was a really close game. UNC and Wake Forest. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was I was at the ECU game. It, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how much the tickets were because I didn't buy them. It was it was a gift. Me and my girlfriend went. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. But we went we went to go get something to drink. You know, I'm of age. She's of age. Mm-hmm. So we go get something to drink. It's like eight dollars. <laughs> eight dollars. But they need taxing, bro. They need like, whoa. So you know what I got? What a sprite get, and a hot dog. Mm, how much was that? Talk to me. Eleven. Jesus so Christ. I just got a, a drink and a hot dog for eleven bucks when the beer itself was almost that same price. What Jesus is going Christ. on? But they they do it because they know you're gonna get it. But you, you should like spoil yourself, bro. Get get you something nice to eat. Shit. Uh, it depends how we play. I'll, I'll let you know on that. <laughs> We're down by thirty at halftime. I might even though you I got to eat beer, your I'm, sorrows away. Uh, I might have to start drinking beer. You know what I'm saying? I don't even like beer like that. I might have to <laughs> give me a Bud Light. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> if I had to get me one, bro, because that it's, it's gonna cost you twenty bucks. Okay. Let me ask you this though. Before okay. we, you know, what I'm saying you think movie theater prices are more than the sports. Okay. Price? The thing is here. Ah, see, it's tough. It's tough because what kind of movie theater are we talking about? Are we talking about um, the one where you sit down and get real food or just your average like AMC, you walk in, popcorn, candy? Like, the like, an average, like an average, like average, because those are going to be expensive anyway. The average movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Movie theaters are way worse than uh, sports. I was thinking the same thing. Because I'm not going to lie. You go in there mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah da, 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 we got deals. Okay, what's your deal? A large popcorn, a large drink, and a snack 
$45.50. What you mean? What, $45.50? $45.50 is ridiculous. It's like a car payment. That's like, what's what going saying, on? bro. They be taxing, bro. Wait, man. Yeah. That's that convenience fee. All right. Let me ask you this. Okay. Because we know no cops are watching. Have you ever took snacks <laughs> in there that you weren't supposed to? My mom has. I don't. Me personally, I've never done it. But my mom has plenty of times. Playing hey. playing movies, she put that in her purse. It's wraps. The purse. I put it in my pockets, hanging out. What are they gonna do? Mm. They gonna be like, "Hey, hey, sir. Hey, I just bought that." <laughs> Come nah, on, man. I have it. You're not scamming me for fifty buckaroonies. Why do you think? If my girlfriend's watching this, why do you think we don't go to the movies? That's all I'm gonna say. Mm. We watch it at home because we could go to a food line and get this all those snacks for twelve dollars. Mm, you gotta go to the movies, man. It's a good experience, yeah. man. I, I will go to a drive-in movie. I'll, I'll go to that. Years. I I will go to that because I can get my own snacks. What are you gonna do? Tell me I can't have popcorn in my car. I feel like right? drive-in movies be having trash movies though. They do. It's been years since I've been in one, but I vividly remember the movies were horrible. I was like, I'm not trying to watch this. But uh, hey, man, it's been a good podcast, though. I mean, now, it's, it's been a long one. I think it's been like, oh, it's way over an hour. Yeah, it's definitely over an hour. It, it, it's good because hopefully, you know, I, I sometimes I don't like the short ones because I want like the people watching to actually like get a feel for like who we are as like people. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're human too, you know. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. But hey, well, that was a great episode, you know. Uh, shout out to you. Hopefully, uh, you'll have a, a good trip down to or up to North Carolina and have a good day at the game. Hey, man, you're gonna get a raw emotion out of me in the next podcast, you know, depending on how I'll, we do. I'll, I'll probably get the raw emotion. Sunday during the game, I'll probably yeah, get a couple yeah. text messages in yeah, group yeah. chat whenever something bad will. happens. You probably will. There's more, more than likely that's probably going to be the case. But hey, man, I'm gonna just I'm gonna end it off with this. Big McAdoo, please don't sell me this week. I need you to, to figure out something with your offense so I have something to look forward to for the rest of the year. But that's all I got to say about that, man. Matt Rule, please resign. You'll get more respect if you do that. And see you in the next one. <laughs> all right, peace.